Welcome to I Can't Believe I'm Vegan, where we talk about tips and tricks to maintaining an easy vegan lifestyle. In this podcast, I'll be offering my secret ingredients to cook up your own recipe towards a plant-based lifestyle. Let's eliminate the struggle when it comes to consistency. Judgment-free over here. We will turn that shame into finding the joy of living your life without feeling like you're missing anything. I'm your host, Kara Pitts, also co-owner of Southern Roots Vegan Bakery. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of I Can't Believe I'm Vegan. We are Marcus and Kara Pitts, founders of Southern Roots Vegan Bakery, where we specialize in recreating Southern classics. This podcast is all about helping and encourage you to be successful on your plant-based journey. Today's episode, we're going to get into five things I wish I knew before going vegan. But we figured a great way to start each episode will be with the icebreaker. So, Marcus, if you had to delete all but three apps from your phone, which ones would you keep? I would keep text message, contacts, and the internet. That's great. That's great. For me... I would keep the internet, text messaging, and maybe the calculator. I use the calculator a lot. You're a mathematician. (laughs) Doing calculation. Do you use the scientific calculator? Sometimes you just need to crunch some numbers. Sign, cosine, all that good stuff. But I thought that was a really interesting question because, yeah, that was a little smart one, the internet. You don't think of it as like an app. It's like you just click on it out of habit, but yeah. I did like a little bit of loot hole. I don't know if that one would count. <laughs> and text one. That was good. I mean, I was thinking about it like Google search, but that's not an app. That's just a search bar. So I was going to say Google search, but then I thought, I said, you know what? Oh, the internet, and then I can go to Google. And then I can go to Google. There's the work room. <laughs> well, if you need me to add something, <laughs> I'm a girl. Back to me, But the next question I have for you is, what'd you eat for breakfast? I had today a kolache. I had a vegan jalapeno kolache. And Fancy. it was delectable. It was delicious. I was hungry, too, so that played a part. But it was definitely good. And if people don't know what a kolache is, what is a kolache? It's like a hot dog, but it's not open at the top. It's a donut. Like, it's a, it's a breakfast. <laughs> like a breakfast hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize kolaches were popular everywhere because my, my aunt lives here now, and she's from North Carolina, and I was telling her, and she had no idea what a kolache was. So like, oh, is that, like, is that not a common thing? No, it's definitely not, because I didn't know about, I didn't know what a kolache was. I heard the word, and then I think after we went on this journey, I expanded my palate. Because <laughs> it was a very, very simple palate. And what did, what did you have for breakfast? Today, I actually had potato and egg tacos with the justice. Ooh. Yeah. I wanted to put some bacon in it, some vegan bacon, but I was a little lazy this morning. Mm. And then I had water. I'm at my water intake. So that's kind of 
Typical. So that's a question too, guys. We're gonna ask that every episode. What you eat for breakfast? If you're in our community, we're gonna ask you put it in there because that's a meal that we, you know, it's the most important meal of the day for a reason. Mm-hmm. But it is easily missed so when you're just going about your day or trying to get ready. If you have to go to work or if you know you have something early to do, drop the kids off at school. You just gotta make some time for that. Definitely put it in your routine. So good, you won't believe it's vegan. That's what one of our first customers ever said to us when he tried our desserts when we launched at a farmer's market. And it stuck with us. You don't want to give up your sweet tooth? Who said you had to? Head over to southernrootsvegan.com where we specialize in recreating southern classics with a plant-based twist. We ship nationwide a variety of your favorite baked goods. Donuts, cookies, cakes, and they're all top with a brown approved. Use promo code PODCAST for 20% off your first order. That's southernrootsvegan.com. Now back to the show. Okay, so now five things I wish I knew before going vegan. Mm, mm, mm. No particular order. Number one, we came up with more places to eat. Like just knowing what was in your area yeah definitely that we banged our head against the wall so many times trying to be creative in the kitchen when it just would have been easier to especially in the beginning just easier to go get something to eat but we were like we said in the other episode like we didn't even think to google it's like (laughs) things when you're like so hungry you're like i just can't do anything yeah It's like, go, yeah, like going to the grocery store when you're hungry and you just put everything. Just give me everything. Put it all in here. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely now what I do is I'm I'm always on like one of the delivery apps. And thankfully, you know, they have the categories on there. So you can search vegan and see what options are are in there. Because um, it'll pre-populate the vegan restaurants for you. But also sometimes it works if you take vegan off because there's there are a lot more places now that will have like one vegan option mm. um but they just won't come up if you if you're only looking at vegan options but we like to look at the just the full vegan restaurants first as marcus as he calls them half and halves that's what they are <laughs> <laughs> what's a half and half they sell half vegan food half non-vegan food yeah so that's or, the last i, guess, I don't know you could say they serve meat and vegan options. Like a regular, like a, a, a more common everyday restaurant. So that's a, we'll have to figure a better way to say because <laughs> this being a vegan podcast, you can't say normal, regular. Yeah. Like, again, we're not judging, but so, so don't judge me when I call them half and half. <laughs> but yeah, those are, um, those apps are great to search for categories, but we do like to look for the full all all vegan restaurant spots first. So definitely utilize those filters. They come in handy. Yep. And just drive around. Just go looking. Or ask ask well, if you don't have somebody outside in this community, ask us. <laughs> yeah, like drop it in the community. We're here to help. Uh, number two, knowing your triggers. Mm. 
what is going to happen like when we like we just said when you're starving and you're like i can't think straight don't talk to me Mm. hungry like yes when you're hangry so like for me especially in the beginning knowing that well i didn't realize how how quickly i would get hungry when i took out the heavier items in the menu or in my in my meal every day so for example breakfast for me pre-vegan would consist of bacon egg toast etc yeah that was pretty much your like staple everyday breakfast and i guys i was one that i either would skip breakfast or if i did i would hit up just like chick-fil-a or something like a, like a biscuit and like when we started dating i was like oh like every morning you prepare like eggs yeah. bacon it, was, it, was, it wasn't like over easy it was just scrambled eggs toast that goes in the microwave bacon's pre-sliced let's <laughs> kill it real quick or you can microwave it if you ain't got no time and then yeah i'll make that for my son and and go to work and he got something to eat i got something to eat and we'd be on our way but taking out those things trying to find trying to go two three hours off of just oatmeal and maybe some water or orange juice or whatever wasn't cutting it so i knew that by 10 o'clock i'd be hungry for something and that's when the snacks come in right but knowing that every single day because the first day i was sitting there trying to power through lunch like i normally would because i'd be full after eating and getting to work next thing you know you know day two and three i'm like okay this this is not cool so knowing that this amount of time during the day, especially if you're on a regular schedule, you get hungry, right? That was a trigger. So I knew to plan ahead and get a snack. What would your snack be? Uh, fruits. At first, at first it was chips from the vending machine. Cause I, especially day one, I was like, I think I went to the vending machine like eight times that day. I was just loaded up on junk food, but you know, buddy, you do better. So that was easy, quick, and convenient, but I couldn't keep just eating salty lays because that was the only vegan option in there. Yeah. I found a way to put milk and peanuts. It, it was great. Oh. Yeah, like a little flavor in them or something. Yep. And then somehow, yeah, that's the thing, guys. Like, always read your labels because things that you don't think would have milk mm-hmm. might have milk. <laughs> like, yep. we found milk in so many things when we're like, what? Even your breads, like, you have to be careful. Definitely. Because some breads, don't have milk or egg some do so you know definitely look at the back of your labels but yeah and triggers too can be if you know like we touched on this before if you know you're going to be going somewhere and you're the type of person where you feel some type of way and people you're very you're very have a heightened sense of awareness of uh your social surroundings yeah like you feel people are judging you or looking at you some type of way because you're on a diet and they're not, then that's going to cause you to maybe lose some of your fortitude. Definitely, one, stop caring about what other people think. First and foremost, this is your journey. You got to go on it alone sometimes. It's a lonely road. But secondly, if you know, you're not there yet. Get something pre, uh, look at the menu ahead of time. That's something we, I think we kind of talked about a little bit. Sometimes it's hard, though, like uh, going at it alone is just like when you are doing something different. It, yeah, it's not that easy when, you know, your surroundings, like we, we've talked about before, 
where people do think that like it's you're you're bad mouthing them by you wanting to change yeah and it's, it's holding up it can be holding up a mirror to somebody else that's for example if you have a group of friends right and you all wanted to do a keto diet and it's five of y'all and day five or day one you know all five are going strong day two one might have dropped off day four you're the only one doing it right and yeah. then you feel some type of way where you're like, nobody else is doing it. Why am I trying this hard? So you just go back in with the crowd. And I totally get that because we're community-based. Human beings are social by nature. Yeah, I have to be honest. I've, I've done that before. Like in the office, we would do like the juice cleanses or something mm. like that. And those are kind of tricky to do in a group together, especially if you're not all prepping together because like, all it takes is one person to forget their stuff. And then it's like, okay, let's just go to yep. XYZ fast food place for lunch. Like, and then you're all just all the way off the wagon. Yeah, because you have to, you have to give grace and you have to be understanding because nobody's perfect. Everybody makes mistakes, right? The trick is, is not having two bad days in a row. Yeah. You know, because that starts the habit loop all over again. But if you're like, okay, yesterday I messed up, today I want to be very intentional about this, that, and the third. And back to the community thing, like you want to encourage your friends too that may have fallen off and be like, okay, you know what? I can I commend you guys for making it to day three. I'm going to go ahead and finish out this thing by myself. I'll let you know how it was or whatever the case may be and try to, try to gain their support to get them either A, to re-engage or if nothing else, you're like, you know what? I still love you. Even though we didn't finish, you know, everyone who starts with you might not finish with you, but, you know, even though we didn't finish this journey together, you know, I just want to see for myself how I can do it. And you might, like, if you're in the position that if it's a plant-based journey that you're trying with your coworkers or something, maybe bring a little bit extra. Like, if you do have, you know, bring extra food, so that if someone does forget their lunch or snacks, that you can still encourage them to be like, oh, hey, I have I have some extra, but make sure it's extra and you're not just giving up what you were going to eat because then you'll find yourself in an hour or two in the hangry situation. Then you're mad at them cause <laughs> and you're pissed because you even gave them your snack. Yeah, like, do that. Yeah. Put the mask on yourself first. Yeah. <laughs> they say put the oxygen mask on yourself first for a reason. <laughs> But yeah, I think just just knowing your triggers, knowing how to avoid it, re retraining your mind. Plant based eating isn't always it's not as mainstream as as we know it will be. So just make sure you have a plan. If you what, Marcus, you always say? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. There you go. Number three, we kind of touched on it a little bit in number two, but just knowing what stuff that wasn't meat related wasn't vegan mm, yeah and i know it's not that complicated <laughs> but just like ideally you think like oh i'm just not eating meat or eggs or milk and then you're like that's not hard like i can still be a freak yeah like i'm just not eating meat and stuff and then like when you really start doing your research and stuff that you would have just assumed is fine to eat and you're like oh yeah this has milk in it oh they look eggs and this like <laughs> some kind of way 
made with or like in the facility that has it yeah like or like gelatin is another one that's really common in, in a lot of things i was really sad like my favorite uh gummy bears i couldn't eat anymore because i was like what like i was mad i couldn't eat jello oh yeah marcus Guys, for whatever reason, Marcus's favorite dessert was Jell-O. It's a dessert. It's so weird. It's not. It's a dessert. It's hospital food. Like it's still a dessert. I've never. You guys, you guys, let let me know in the community <laughs> if you were just out here eating Jell-O on the regular. <laughs> it's, the it's the same thing as like um, it's it's sugar. And water, and then like, and then if you not a dessert, if you wanted it and you made it, you have to wait like eight hours for it to be done. Well, you know, best things are worth waiting sometimes. (laughs) Some sugar water, some sugar water, yeah, late, except less uh, dye. Well, now he knows that gelatin has animal bones, so it was a blessing in disguise. No more jello. To that end, so many things that you wouldn't think they found a way to put animal something in it. And sugar is one of those things. So yeah. sugar is made with bone chunk, which is beyond me as to why, but it's in there. <laughs> yeah. So be careful with your sugars. Yeah, you definitely have to research the sugar companies that you're using and figure out. We like Zolka sugar. That's pure cane sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's crazy the amount of things that they're mixing with either milk eggs and then just animal byproducts and not only that all these 15 letter words that have preservatives and things to make it last long and not go bad on top of whatever animal product they mixed in with it and i understand being in the food industry the importance of preserving food as long as possible taste quality all that great stuff and so Finding a way to do what we do without even just the animal products is difficult, let alone without preservatives. So, yeah, because I mean, realistically, in a business, like you have to find a way to extend your shelf life, but like there just has to be ways that we don't have to use bone char and different things. Like it's not okay. Not at all. What are some other things that you were surprised to know that you couldn't eat anymore? Some bread, because I always thought. At the bait, it was like yeast, flour, and, you know, something like that. Water or, or, you know, milk, but water, really, not even milk. But bread was one. A lot of cereal. No, peanuts. That was the snack that I was surprised. Peanuts and chips. I was surprised that all the flavored chips, they put eggs and milk in. And it's it's similar to, like, how you bread chicken. It's to make the flavor or whatever they're adding to it stick. But I was really surprised because I'd sit there and, Used to munch on Doritos, the ranch flavored Doritos, all the time, and I had to exonate that out. A lot of different um, snack size peanut containers from the corner stores. Oh, yeah. Those all have milk in them, except for some. This is not a huge thing. Thank God I could still eat sunflower seeds. They didn't put those, or the original. Well, yeah, you can not <laughs> eat the ranch flavors anymore. Those are gone. But yeah, just different things mm-hmm. like that. I think for me, a lot of chocolates, like, and I, w- I wasn't even a big chocolate fan, but I like, like, Reese's Cups and, like, Reese's Pieces, like, mm-hmm. but those, like, they're made with milk chocolate or, yeah, I think it's just a milk chocolate, but that was something I was like, oh, that's a bummer. 
but they do have vegan alternatives of these products. So we'll definitely give you guys in the community. We'll we'll give you guys some of the, if not this, eat the like, you know, the vegan versions of of these type products. Yeah, because that it'll get you, get you. Number four is where the local vegan community in your area was. That is key of finding other people like you (laughs) of finding other like-minded people (laughs) in your community so definitely like researching you know local vegan restaurants or companies in houston or dallas wherever you live like just kind of looking that up or even like on facebook you might see like some groups and they might have like meetups or there might be a farmer's market like there definitely is probably like most likely there is an underground <laughs> vegan culture in your area. Definitely. And if you live in a rural area, your next closest, you know, major city or again, there's always an opportunity to to be to be the trailblazer. So you start one, however that may look, and you build one from there. Finding a community is definitely easier than building one, but you know, either way, whether you find one or not, the idea is to, you shouldn't be the last new member. You should be bringing in people into the fold. And that's how these things grow, get momentum and exposure. So look as hard as you can to find one. If you can't find one locally, definitely online or remotely. And even like, even in the unlikely event that there is no vegan community in your area, definitely like Mark said, you could be the one to start. But even if you're looking like a vegetarian community, just other people are doing oh, yeah. something different. Like, and then you can, you know, obviously, yeah, it's not the same diet. Like, you know, vegetarians most like most of the time still eat dairy is. and stuff, but it is close. And you can find, because a lot of vegetarian people still eat, you know, a lot of plant-based meals too. Mm-hmm. So it's just finding some people that are doing things similar to you. So just finding that network and community. Yeah, but I think that, the best opportunity is to just build a community and you can create it a lot of different type of ways, mainly as say you want to go on a diet, you know, and then build it from there. There's lots of people all the time that are looking to make some type of change. A lot of people are open to that kind of thing. Very few people are always stuck in their ways. So having it, building it from, from something that's related, but you may not want to come out and just say, hey guys, I'm building a vegan community. Who wants to join? Not everyone joined at once. Yeah. <laughs> so there's different ways and be creative. And the last but not least, number five we had was protein substitutes, which leads you other sources off the bat of protein. The the funny thing is, looking back, because I don't even, I don't even remember the last time we had this brand, but it was Gardein. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I mean, I know people still use them in some way, shape, or form. If we've eaten it, I can't, but I, I mean, where we buy for the house to make. Yeah, we definitely don't eat Gardein as much as we did in the beginning. Um, Not that there is anything wrong with it or we don't, like, it's just, Gardein is one of the ones that you probably will get first like i mean now well well, definitely now there's way more options yeah but like that was like kind of (laughs) one of the first ones you'll see in the plant and then like boca chicken patties like we were like 
back in like high school eating like the cafeteria type chicken patty like we would eat the boca chicken patties like every day and we'd more we would either like cut them up and put them like we can make it fancy and we'll make it into like a pasta yes <laughs> do like a chicken parmesan yeah. or we do like the old school cafeteria style chicken burger like with the boca patties you know what you know one place we did frequent uh before and after were the asian market yeah they were a great source of uh plant plant-based alternatives or just different types of that's where i found my love of mushrooms and i didn't I didn't know I had a new. I would have never thought like I would just love to eat like mushrooms. I was cool on a portobello, maybe, but not even really like that. I was. I'm still not a huge fan of them, but when we found oyster mushrooms, it was game changer. (laughs) And jackfruit, jackfruit was so that was life changing for me. The first time I ate it, I thought it tasted like bubblelicious bubblegum, and I still that's maybe weird. And it just was so sweet. And it was sweet and it tasted like bubblegum to me. But the I, I made the mistake of trying to cut it open on my own or get buying one for myself. Oh, yeah. Cutting it. That was the very first time was a journey in and of itself that I don't want to repeat. And that's what we're here for, to help you avoid these things. Because, yeah, you hear people are like, oh, jackfruit, you can do it like a meat substitute. And then we bought this big old jackfruit and like try to cut it up and it just tastes like starburst and candy and we're like what like this but there's difference between young green jackfruit and then just that big old the big old jackfruit at the grocery store so definitely knowing which ones are which and i will say that either either or you definitely get more bang for your buck with the full-grown you know mature jackfruit that you purchase from the store as opposed to the can Again, just be prepared for the work of getting all that stuff out. I remember I was going to, I planted one of the seeds one time just to see if I could grow the tree and it didn't get very tall and it didn't last very long. And we then we bought a house. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was like 50 million of them. So one day though, that hard. hopefully one day that, that jackfruit will, will blossom if you don't for another family. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be, it'll supply so many vegan options for them to eat. Yeah. Right out of their backyard. Well, endless supplies. <laughs> but that was our number five. So let's recap them real quick. Number one was knowing more places to eat, researching what's in your area. Number two is knowing your triggers, what makes you hangry, and how to avoid it. Number three, what stuff that would think is vegan, but it's not, like your chips, your peanuts. And then number four is where the local vegan community in your area is. And number five is protein substitutes. Thank you for joining us for another episode of I Can't Believe I'm Vegan. Go to our website and hit us up there. We'd love for you to see us in the community. And that's enough said. I hope you enjoyed this episode of I Can't Believe I'm Vegan. If you did, remember to hit subscribe and follow our podcast. To stay even more up to date, head over to ICan'tBelieveI'mVegan.com and join our community. We'd love to have you. You don't have to do this alone. I'm Kara. See y'all next time.